Nicola Murphy, Kelly Crichton, we're both here, it's Fox Force 5, hello. Hello, hello, Kelly, how are you? <laughs> I'm very well, how are you, Nicola? Good, I'm grand, it's, the weather has been glorious, we're like new people with the sunshine, <laughs> but yes, other than good. that, uh, same old, same old. <laughs> real summer, real summertime, summertime groove. I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. There's a couple of things that have happened in the last week that have made it feel more like summer, I must say. Well, for me, anyway. Yeah. Getting out and about and doing some alfresco dining and drinking and mm. the return of Love Island, which I'm sure we'll get to at some point, <laughs> whether we like it or not. And lots of that kind of stuff. And God, the countryside just looks, looks so lovely. I love this time of year when it's like yeah, it's gorgeous. really lush and you can't see over the hedges. So you nearly crash the car, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a bit I'm a bit sad and a bit happy today because it's my best friend Emer's 40th birthday Aww. and I was supposed to be in London with her celebrating and instead I'm in Kilcommon working. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday Emer. We'll have to make Happy up for it next time we're all together again. <laughs> next time you're together. At least Indeed. you'll see each other soon. It's not too long to go. So Yeah. And as a consolation prize Stuart and I are going to Galway tomorrow for uh, oh, yes. a night a single night staycation staycation yes, yeah Par- parents unleashed for 24 hours yeah <laughs> watch Mom out and Dad Galway gone wild. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I love so, Galway oh the vibe and the weather is supposed to be lovely now until Saturday so you might get yeah. like actual sunny Galway which is like Oh, the, the best, best place in the world yeah, yeah. yeah so looking forward to that yeah so um i can't complain i cannot complain so yeah how have you been in a way what's been happening good besides dying of hay fever constantly i feel like i'm constantly like mm. <laughs> just smothered but other than that good although the news this week has kind of i must say pissed me off an awful lot this uh mm. in Dur- imagine if you owned a restaurant for god's yeah, sake Jeez. delta variant and you know like a few weeks ago we were all being so positive. It was great. It was infectious how positive we are. And now I feel like the negativity is catching. <laughs> mm. So I'm trying not to let it get to me. But um, yeah, crikey. There's, look, I mean, Did... still good. There's some good news. You know, weddings can still go up to 50, yeah. thank God, because I was feeling so sad for people getting married mm. and that. But absolutely. Yeah, the indoor dining thing is just, I mean, they're like, oh, we'll take these few weeks now to prep for that. They should have been prepping the last three months or mm. two months, you know, mm-hmm. crazy. But. It's funny because I think there's this thing going on at the moment when you look at the UK, they're feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Whereas yeah. here, we don't seem to be able to do that. Like, yes, the case numbers are going up, but sure, we kind of knew that was always going to be yeah. the case. Surely the measure of the thing is that there aren't as many people dying and there aren't as many people in ICU or being admitted to yeah. hospitals. And we just kind of have to hold our nerve with that, you know. But may, I don't know if you compare us with the UK, how much further behind their vaccination program we are. We are a bit. So that's the one argument I would give them is that yeah. if they can really speed up the vaccinations in the next yeah. three weeks, there would that would just give so much more resilience to the population, you know. Yeah. But it's hard. It's hard. And and. You know, fair be it for me to feel sorry for politicians. I very, very rarely do. But like, they're trying to protect people, I suppose. You know, I mean, this is yeah. Fine Gael. They are business people down to the ground. Like, for them to be shunning business people is quite dramatic, you know. So, mm, yeah. anyway. I don't know. It's just, I think that they, 
they should have just prepared for this a bit earlier. Like we knew this mm. was happening two weeks ago. They could have said, okay, we're going to now, we're going to make the call. We're going to delay it a few weeks and we're going to try to sort this out yeah. rather than adding another three weeks to it. Now I don't mind. Like, you know, we've actually been blessed with the weather. I've still been able to go and have a social life and we've been so lucky. Like if it was lashing down rain the last four weeks, we'd all be depressed off of our heads because yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't have been able yeah. to do anything. Mm-hmm. But at least it's been nice, you know, to be able to do things. So it's the business owners. You'd be really sorry for it. But anyway, look, moving on, I suppose all we can do is see what happens and mm-hmm. go from there and try to stay and positive. What I had realized was that the 19th of July thing was a European directive, you know, the whole travel allowing yeah. travel and opening up travel so we can't not do that because I was kind of thinking oh they're just going to pull this now as well you know Yeah. so we can't actually turn people away who will have been vaccinated or who have a, a clear PCR test so it's like well lads the 19th July is coming whether you like it or not yeah, and exactly. you can be letting people into the country from other countries but you won't let people go to their local restaurant it's mad yeah. as you said they should be have been preparing for it and putting um uh, parameters in place like even the antigen testing you could be doing antigen testing at locations and things like that but anyway and look. I was listening to yesterday and I know now we won't go into too much about the football but <laughs> even though our arch nemesis England mm. are true to the quarterfinals yeah. but anyway um, although you nearly that, feel um, poor old Gareth Southgate like you know it's I like know, oh finally so you know he got his um, retribution or whatever you know Bless but him. the four we were supposed to have four matches in Ireland you know uh, for the mm. Euros and it would have brought mm. 160 million euro to Ireland wow. and we're the only country who didn't go ahead with it that's just mad like you know when I yeah, heard that yeah but you imagine if those matches had been on and people would have been raging about like not being able to go to mess and there's matches on or whatever do you know what I mean so, <laughs> there's always a comparison yeah oh there is there is exactly so anyway yeah enough of that Covid shite <laughs> um <laughs> let's move along and get started for today although i'm gonna start talking about COVID stuff. <laughs> number Ooh. one one okay so as we were talking there about coming out of lockdown probably gonna be going back into lockdown soon but anyway <laughs> uh today i have nine tips to cope with anxiety about coming out of lockdown i was out at the weekend <laughs> and it was people everywhere like yeah, like covid what covid it was that kind of thing you know um and people have just seemed to last the run themselves in terms of social distancing and all that stuff you know um so yeah. there is a bit of anxiety around it i've heard a few people say like i'm not ready for this full-on kind mm. of mad crowds and stuff like that so here's some tips for people who might be feeling a little bit anxious about that uh so go at your own pace it might be tempting to make lots of plans and say yes to everything as things start to open up but there's no need to rush take it step by step and only do what is comfortable and safe for you to ease back into socializing then you can build up your time you can can build your time back up as your confidence returns two do not avoid things entirely avoiding the things that make us anxious can sometimes feel like the easier option in the short term but this can make it harder to start facing our fears in the long term. Instead, try to set yourself small but manageable targets like meeting one person for a coffee. It can help to if you confide in a friend or a family member so they can support you to overcome your anxieties. Three, get your info from the right sources. There's an awful lot of stuff going around between the media and WhatsApps and people just talking to each other. So go to the government website or go to the HSE website and rely mm-hmm. on that. Discuss any changes with others. That's number four. So before socialising, you can talk to them about the situation. What is everybody comfortable with, etc. Five, make time to relax. Being able to see more of our friends and family and visit places that might have been closed is exciting. 
but now it can be a lot. So remember to take time out for yourself too. Mm. Six, challenge unhelpful thoughts. It's natural to feel worried every now and again, but our anxious thoughts can sometimes be unhelpful. If you can learn to identify and separate separate unhelpful thoughts from helpful ones, you can find a different way to look at the situation. Number seven, tell someone how you feel. It's easy to feel isolated or lonely when we're struggling. However, chances are that someone we know feels exactly how we do too. Mm -hmm. Opening up to a person we can trust can be really helpful, whether it's a family member, friend or a GP or even a helpline. Uh, Number eight, find routine where you can. And I am the queen of routine (laughs) because when you have small children, you realize how important routine is and how it affects them so much mentally and even physically. So during lockdown, life changed for all of us and we've developed new routines. Even if your normal weekday or weekend habits begin to change again now, some things can stay the same. Are there areas in your life when where it's easier to stick to a routine? Something as simple as going to bed, waking up at the same time each day or making sure to stick to your set lunch break can make a big difference. And finally, nine, focus on the present. Probably something a lot of us are guilty of not doing. When there's lots of change happening, we can get caught up in worrying about the future and the past. Instead, try to shift your focus to the present. Make plans, but try not to dwell on what ifs or what was supposed to happen. Relaxation, mindfulness or getting outside and enjoying nature are all good ways to help you focus on the here and now. Namaste. (laughs) Very good. And like another couple of things, I think people should be kind of open with other people about where they've been and what they've been up to because like if you meet someone and they were at a bloody 30 birthday with 30 people that they shouldn't have been at like I mean you might not meet them for that cup of coffee or something you know so maybe everyone just needs to be a little bit open and honest about you know where Mm -hmm. they've been and all that stuff and the other thing that I would say just because I discovered it this week myself is if you're anyway like unwell or whatever you know you can arrange your own test now covid mm-hmm. um okay, on the hc yeah. website yeah and it's like free you don't need to talk to your doctor or anything oh. it was only introduced a few weeks ago so if you are nervous or if you're going to see somebody you're nervous about or anything like that like yeah. just go along to the walk-in center That's or arrange schedule a, an appointment and go for the test like it's not it's not nice but it's such peace of mind if you're not mm. feeling yourself or feeling any way off or any of that stuff and like with this delta thing as well they're saying that the symptoms are a bit weird like you're kind of more just sore and tired mm. and stuff so you know and I know <laughs> we're probably all sore and tired like all the time but mm. it was brilliant I thought it was like, super handy to be able to do it you literally just put in your phone number and they schedule an appointment for you and all that so that's good might be where people knowing as well a bit of reassurance and you can get the antigen yeah. test still I saw them in Little yeah. the other day so we yeah. we've used them the few times that we were visiting visiting people and stuff and whilst it's, they debate about how accurate they are and stuff they are still pretty accurate you know yeah. and like, you know, certainly if you get a negative one that you shouldn't go to see whoever it is you're going to see. You know what I mean? Exactly, so, yeah. um, yeah, I think they're another little tool, aren't they, in the whole thing? So, yeah, so I mean, just we go... used them at Christmas, obviously, as well, when we mm. visited mom and dad. And just for the reassurance of it, I definitely think they saved us, you know, with totally. a lot of the stress and anxiety and all that at Christmas. We were able to kind of relax a little bit. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. And go at your own pace. Exactly. Yeah. OK, over to you, Nicola, number two. Two. So number two, so me and Kelly actually watched this together this week. Woohoo! So that's something <laughs> that we can finally talk about watching together. <laughs> so we watched 
in the Heights this week. We did. <laughs> and I'm still not sure about it. I've been thinking I think about I enjoyed it. it more than you did, actually. Yeah. You were a bit like, oh, let's just turn it off. And I was like, no, I'm watching it. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So what I would say, so if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, it's a new musical. It's by uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, so he wrote it and kind of produced it as well with, uh, excuse me, I'm going to absolutely... Ruin Murder his name. Quiera <laughs> Alegria Hudes. Um, so they together wrote this and produced it, and it's about a uh, neighborhood in Manhattan, a, the uh, Washington Heights, the Dominican Washington Heights, and it's in Upper Manhattan, and it's all about these people's lives within Washington Heights and during a particular summer, and kind of what they want to do, and they're all trying to better their own lives and that. So it is nice. Like the story was really nice, and obviously, look, it's a musical, and I feel like I pretty much love all musicals. Um, but the only thing I found about it, it was just very long. It was long. Like, it was very you know, long. Yeah, yeah. There was, they probably could cut out two or three of the songs. To be fair, at yeah, least. absolutely. Mm. There was two or three bangers in it. Absolutely, Total bangers. Yeah. I must go back and uh, actually listen to the soundtrack because mm. I feel like I'll start to appreciate it a lot more the more I listen to it. Um, but yeah. Uh, it was very good, very good cast in it, uh, all extremely talented, good looking people, of course. Mm. And it was a nice story. I mean, obviously, we, we both enjoyed that aspect of it and it kind of rounds itself well in terms of how they end it and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it was supposed to be released, obviously, last year in 2020, but obviously with COVID, they kicked it to 2021. Um, but it is definitely worth going to watch if you like musicals, if you want a bit of happiness in your life, I would highly mm-hmm. recommend it. Uh, definitely go and check it out. Um, it's in all cinemas at the moment, so you can see it there. Uh, the guy who wrote it is the same as Hamilton, the same writer as Hamilton, who also mm-hmm. produced Hamilton, which is on Disney+. Plus. If you haven't seen it, I think I actually preferred Hamilton, so maybe go and yeah. check out both of them and I see. think I preferred <laughs> In the Heights and yeah. if you've seen Hamilton you know they do a kind of a lot of talking and rapping this kind of singing at the, the start and the they do singing rapping yeah, yeah they do a lot of that in In the Heights as well and you know in, bet- in between the actual musical set pieces but there's a good bit of comedy in In the Heights as well yeah. and there's like these characters who are um the beautician like yeah, the hairdresser funny, and, yeah. and the nail girls and they are hilarious yeah mm. they're really funny like laugh out loud stuff really good um, and it's really colourful and kind of joyful mm. and there's a lot of commentary about socio-political stuff that's going yeah. on you know in race terms of that, yeah. people yeah race but people not being documented mm. and gentrification and all that stuff you know so it tackles a lot of fairly heavy issues but keeps it pretty light at the same time so I actually quite enjoyed it yeah I think I'd watch it again and actually be nice to see it in the cinema because there's some huge numbers in it like you know with loads mm. of dancers and everything yeah, and definitely. um you know there's little sub stories in it like there's this story about at the start about someone winning the lotto and it kind of disappears you know and yeah there's a big piece on that in the swimming pool and there's there's a couple of weird kind of CGI bits in it that I'm like, did they have to fix that after because they couldn't? Yeah, but I wonder it or was it because of COVID or something? Maybe that they couldn't get as many people in. Maybe or, something. or social distancing mm. or something. I don't know. Maybe they just couldn't do underwater stuff. Or I don't know. But um, nah, it's 
pretty joyful I would I would definitely recommend it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so just um, gear yourself up for I think it was two hours 40 minutes so <laughs> now it long. didn't feel too bad but there's like so many stories in it that you're kind of like is this nearly over is this nearly yeah over? you have to be kind of committed to like Stuart completely lost interest in it didn't he yeah he watching it with us I wouldn't blame <laughs> and him to be fair the football was on as well so he was yeah. distracted with that we were like we're gonna watch the musical you can watch the way football. past his bedtime as well <laughs> um and also yeah I mean it's no Moulin Rouge like it's no Moulin Rouge no butcher. no yeah. absolutely not and then just to touch on it briefly uh yes Love Island started this week uh yeah. it was glorious trash now I'm not invested in any of them yet so yes. I'm sure each week as they go on I'll start to have favorites and uh you know villains and as part of the whole thing but there are a few very sassy ladies inside there that don't take any shit which I do appreciate more Good. so kind of than other years I think you know Good, yeah. strong women in there you know um but no real good like couples couples yet i mean they're all kind of ready to stab each other in the back already at this point but mm-hmm. um yeah it's going to be interesting there's like a twist coming now tonight so do you know what's going to happen there but uh okay. yeah it's nice to have it back it's just reliable telling i watched maybe five minutes night. of it the first <laughs> night and five minutes of the second night and i was just like you know when you get c- clips of the individuals you're just like oh my god that person yeah, like why so, would you say some other stuff? That they so say? dense, but then you know, who yeah. might judge them? They they are mm. going to make a career for themselves out of this or whatever, like you know. Absolutely. But um, but oh, oh, those bikinis uh, the first night that oh, the girls came in and I was like, under oh, boob, the, the under boob thing, oh, and oh, it's yeah. so not flattering. It's just not flattering. Oh God! But anyway. and you can tell that they've like gotten a pencil and pretty much drawn a line underneath their boob to make it look even more dramatic. Oh, it's weird look I'm bizarre. not into it but like but, I think men find it they were just I mean like if you were really going to meet people would you wear that outfit probably not you know oh <laughs> like God, they're yeah. so sexy I mean it, they were yeah. pretty much nothing to left yeah. to the imagination so yeah yeah, yeah. God but, um, you either okay. love it or hate it and you either are ashamed of it or not and I am not ashamed of my love yeah, you go girl <laughs> you go girl yeah you love your Love Island. You you do that. <laughs> cool. Okay, moving along. Number three, Fox of the Week. Three. So our Fox of the Week this week is a first. It's a politician. Shock horror. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, but really, it's that Matt, Matt Matt Hancock is it? <laughs> Matt Henjob. Um, but uh, really, it's not her political persuasion we're concerned about here. Uh, our Fox of the Week this week is Hazel Chu, who's the outgoing Lord Mayor of yeah. Dublin, who handed over her mayoral titles, robes and regalia this week. Um, so I looked her up this week and Wikipedia tells me a rather cute story of how um, her mother, Stella Choi Yao Fan, and apologies again for pronunciation, and her dad, David Chu Tak Lung, were from villages in the new territories of Hong Kong. Both of them emigrated to Ireland individually in the 1970s and they met while working in a kitchen of a restaurant in Dublin and oh. subsequently married, launching a takeaway chip van and other enterprises along the way. Hazel studied politics and history at UCD, uh, did her legal diploma and became a barrister, did her barrister degree with King's Inns in 2007. Uh, she was the first born person of Chinese descent to be called to the Irish Bar. Um, but how she didn't work as a barrister after that. She actually went on to do some fundraising work. She worked as a production manager for Electric Picnic. She worked in marketing. She headed up comms at Diageo. She's been very busy and she was abroad for a while as well. 
Um, and then in 2014, she managed the campaign of her partner, Patrick Costello's successful election yeah. to Dublin City Council as the Green Party candidate. And I think that was her sort of inception to politics. Um, she became a member of the Green Party in 2016 and was subsequently elected to serve on the party's national executive for three years. She stood as a Green Party candidate in the 2019 Dublin City Council election uh, and she was the first candidate in the country to be declared elected, topping the poll with a historic 33.1% oh. of the first preference vote. Later that same year, she was elected as chairperson of the Green Party. In June 2020, she was elected 352nd Lord Mayor of Dublin, becoming the first person of colour to hold the role and the first mm. ethnic Chinese mayor of a major European capital. There probably hasn't been very many women Lord Mayors either, has there? I doubt it. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, so some of the things she's achieved in office include she set up the Lord Mayor's Homeless Task Force and has made strides towards... Uh, more house building in Dublin. She's fighting discrimination through DCC Integration Group, which is Dublin City Council, and the uh, UN... Oh, sorry. Sorry, she's fighting discrimination through Dublin City Council Integration Group and she was um, set up the first Dublin Migrant Forum. She's also helped to set up the integration framework. She helped produce the first ever hate crime webinar with the Irish Network Against Racism. She worked with the Global Mobility and Recovery Task Force on how the city can do better after COVID, particularly in terms of transport accessibility and addressing climate change her being a green and all. Um, she set up a new monthly award for frontline workers uh, nominated by the public alongside a new youth award which she actually gave to Adam King as one of her final uh, roles, uh, tasks in her uh, as her role um, of Mayor of Dublin. She did all this despite some terrible personal racist attacks on her social, yeah. on her on social media which had actually spilled out into the real world with right-wing groups protesting at her home in the mansion house. Uh, it's definitely not the last we've heard of Hazel Chu, so well done and onwards and upwards to her. She yes. seems like a fierce woman to um, contend with and I think, as I say, she's going to do great things. So well done, Hazel Chu. Yeah, I really like her too. She takes on people she does. who say stuff to her, you know, but in quite a funny way. Yeah. She has a great wit like, and she kind of isn't afraid to do it, you know, yeah. considering her position and stuff. She got married last she week. She did, yeah, her, it was very cute. Yeah, to her husband too and her little girl was there. Yeah. It was really, really Fab. cute. It must be weird being in the same political party as your husband. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> and both being involved in politics yeah. must be strange. And, and the, pa- yeah, the, the small p yeah. politics of, in, in politics, etc. But, um, yeah, she she's like she's very practical by from mm. what I can see. Like, you know, all the stuff about the people on the streets in Dublin a few weeks ago and the drinking and all that. And she like basically went out and got toilets brought in and got yeah. extra stuff sorted mm. out. And she got tables sorted out, accessible ones that pe- wheelchair users can use. She did all sorts of stuff and she just did it. You know, she seems to be one of these people that doesn't want to wait around for the bureaucracy to mess everything up you know yeah. so fair play to her so uh more... yeah i like her she's she is very like she took a very modern like approach to things rather than you know she really embraced her position and got shit done mm-hmm. which i you know really with liked varying and, support yeah. from her party if memory serves me correct but um good on her anyway and uh more part to yeah, her she's good fox yeah, good fox, good fox. <laughs> okay number four four so, okay, let's some great news for you. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. You're going to be happy to hear this, mm-hmm. that flash mobs are back. Oh flash my mobs God. are back. <laughs> my lifeblood. Tell me. I've only ever been in one flash mob, though, I have to say. But go on. Only one. Have you been in? You 
everyone. Yeah, that's what I said at Glastonbury. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Um, yes. So I don't know. Did you see this video last week? It kind of got some traction, but um, it was of a flash mob in San Fran and. I just haven't seen one in so long and it really brought me a lot of joy, but it's by this particular dance group. So I'm going to give you their Instagram at for you to follow. Okay. Um, they are called at Bob's Dance Shop. At Bob's and Dance Shop. Yeah. Okay. And they lit- they went viral last week with their latest flash mob. I think people are really like just crying out for a bit of joy at the moment. <laughs> and it was Pride. Um, obviously it's Pride Month. So they were doing a lot of events and things like that. And uh their most recent one with this week, which I actually preferred, is Call on Me they're doing, which oh, is one, one of, of my favorites. Uh, gems, you know. So they're in San Fran and it's all very fabulous and flamboyant, and I absolutely love it. And everyone needs to go and follow Bob dance shop and watch the videos they're such joy and honestly you'll be tapping and dancing oh my God. the I've, kitchen I'm excited. watching them all <laughs> I'm excited already Bob's yeah, and, dance dance shop, shop yeah. and uh, even some of their older stuff is very good brilliant and actually don't, don't really have that big a following it's like 175,000 I thought it'd be bigger mm. considering how viral it went last week mm-hmm. I mean people like Jennifer Garner were sharing the video and stuff like that but even some of their older stuff is a joy to behold, like very colorful jumpsuits, very catchy numbers, very like uh, flamboyant, uh, beautiful dancing. And yes, the whole thing just gives me joy and happiness. And like I said, you have to go and follow and you could spend hours uh, watching some of their previous videos of different mobs. Now these, obviously we haven't been able to have flash mobs because of covid but they do it in groups of four and five before now and they're brilliant so the flash mobs are kind of a new thing on their repertoire because i suppose post covid yeah. now well in the u.s and uh yeah and it's just so nice to see people without wearing masks and having a good time so and how many people just, are in this most recent one this life. caught on me one. Oh, there's like a few hundred now in the last two oh. there's about a, there's a couple of hundred people mm-hmm. but in kind of all the ones before maybe I'm just having a look there. So that big one was the 21st of June and all the ones really before that are a lot smaller. Mm. I think it's COVID-wise or whatever. But um, yeah, brilliant. I love it. The We could do with a few fa- flash mobs around Clarny. Exactly. <laughs> and actually, on the highlights, they have called it a flash bob, which I love. So love <laughs> when you look at the highlights, go to the flash bob mm-hmm. and you'll see all their... Um, put all their videos and stuff but like they've done tributes to like you know the bit of mean girls mm-hmm. when they do the dance mm-hmm. on the stage it done tributes to that which was hilarious and lots of different other ones and i think he actually is like he does live shows and things like that as well but again i don't know how that's been with covid mm-hmm. so um but yeah go and give them a like and a follow and uh, enjoy because i really enjoyed it this week good yeah if you um start your um viewing with in the heights and then you can move on to <laughs> you should be ready to take on the world and go and get your jazz shoes out your jazz hands um yeah but i did see some people that i know like sharing it as well this week because it has gotten kind of that that bit um more viral and all that mm-hmm. but yeah it um definitely has won the heart of the internet seeing a, a flash mob again so enjoy <laughs> love it love it love it i will be checking that out i'm gonna have few hours in the car where I can just be like mooching on the internet in the next Yay. few days which I'm excited about although I suppose I should be talking to my husband but uh, never mind um cool <laughs> okay moving on number five five so this week I've gone back to 
where we started with music news. I'm actually going to do an album review <laughs> um, because we have had, I've been kind of focusing more on newsy stuff rather than um, new releases, etc. But this week, John Grant brought out his new album, The Boy from Michigan, and he's just a great character. Um, so I thought I would talk about it today. I suppose the, the thing about doing album reviews is that it's, we can't play the clips or anything because we wouldn't have copyright permission. So people... We don't got that dollar. We don't got that dollar. <laughs> so we have to rely on uh, the listeners to go off and listen to the album themselves. But I would highly recommend this. And if you don't like music, then you can just skip to the our little outro <laughs> now. But um, yeah, this is John Grant's sixth album. He's a very unique artist and has a wide range when it comes to musical skills and genres that he fits into. Uh, this album is essentially about growing up gay in Midwest America uh, and the album revisits some of the sounds he's most well known for sort of electronica synths and that kind of heartfelt slightly morose um, lyrics uh, he had a strict religious upbringing which meant being gay was not acceptable and he was going to hell if that was the case so he hid his sexuality from his family he was bullied in school but saw this as a punishment for his sexuality so kind of accepted it you know he also had um, has some fond memories of Colorado and the Midwest but the two are intertwined obviously he went on to study in Germany but ended up moving home as his mental health deteriorated he then formed his first band which had very limited success unfortunately um he went on to work as a flight attendant and spent many years enjoying himself in inverted commas <laughs> um and he finally went back to music with the band Midlake um and the album they made was The Queen of Denmark, which was a bit of a sleeper sensation and was named Album of the Year in 2010 by Mojo magazine. He followed that up with Pale Green Ghost, which you may be familiar with some of the songs from it. Anyway, back to this album. So much of it is about looking back and trying to figure out his behaviour as he came to terms with his sexuality and relationships he had or he didn't have and how it impacted mm. his family and ultimately how he feels about all of it now. So, um just a few of the tracks that are on it. Uh, one of them is called The Rusty Bull. Really catchy. Has total John Grant signature sound to it. That kind of 80s synth pop with a great beat. Um, there's another track called Mike and Julia where he recounts when he had sex with another member of his church and just how they both sort of pretended it never happened. Um, but it's quite a dramatic song and there's got little clips of dialogue in it and stuff. You know, it's kind of like watching a film rather than listening to a song. It's strange. Yeah. Kind of dream sequency bits thrown in, you know. Um, then there's one called The Cruise Room, which is about a place where he used to go to pick up men when he was younger. And like that then is so different because he's just, it's just his voice with a piano and a clarinet. Like it's completely different. But it's real kind of lament and heartfelt. Um, but he's got such a great voice and his lyrics are so kind of intriguing. It's really easy to listen to. Um, some of the tracks in the album are super long um, The Only Baby is nearly 10 minutes but it's a great song again you should ch check out the lyrics um, it's kind of retelling of it's a retelling of American history linking some of its terrible past like slavery um, colonisation racism um, with modern day America and how we ended up with Trump in the White House basically uh, and the terrible divisions we have in society so um, he argues that the birth he, then he argues that the birth of that thing in the White House was simply that history's it was inevitable in history uh, and that's the only baby that bitch could have is the lyric he says um, the story ends with a love song 
or the album ends. Probably Freudian slip there to call it a story. Uh, with a love song, Billy, and recounts how toxic masculinity meant they couldn't be honest about their relationship. Um, oh. there's a th- that's a theme throughout the album, but Grant certainly shows us he's overcome that. And looking back, he sees all the mistakes he's made, but forgives himself uh, quite rightly. So he's, as I say, super interesting character. We were supposed to go see him before lockdown, I'm sure. I can't remember mm. what happened. But anyway, he's uh, he tours a lot, which is good. He He's worked with loads of other artists. I think one of his biggest songs he did with Sinead O'Connor. Um, but he lives in Iceland. He's been living in Iceland for the last 10 years. And he speaks Icelandic, Spanish, German, Russian and Swedish. Wow. He's super interesting, honest guy, really refreshing and different. So uh, go John Grant. That's the boy from Michigan. Out now. Give it a whirl. You've sold it to me, Kevin. Good. Have a listen. <laughs> it, 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 won't, it won't be everybody's cup of tea, but um, yeah, I think he's cool. And it's, it's catchy. Catchy tunes. Most of it is catchy. And if you don't, if you're not bothered about the catchiness, then even the lyrics are kind of entertaining to have a read. So Yeah, it sounds it. Yeah. yeah. Like a story, like you said, which is nice. Yeah, and it's very autobiographical, you know. So when people are bearing their souls like that, I think it's always interesting in a way, isn't it? Yeah. So that's the crack anyway. So yeah, I'm just going to pack for my trip to uh, Galway. Yeah, I think I'm going to go super casual <laughs> for the whole couple. <laughs> and are you going to get the ferry from Charlie? Well, sure, if you so go on the boat, you might as well be going abroad. So why not? Yeah. I'm, oh, fabulous. I'm Eat some nice fish now and like, oh, Dobro's in Galway yeah. as well. Oh my God. Totally. Yes. Totally nice. looking forward to it. Going to dr- yeah. take our time and go along the coast and. Yeah, should be good and the weather looks good. So happy days. What about you? What's the plan of action for the weekend when it lands? Uh, not much. We have um, Jura's nephew's christening actually, oh, which nice. will be lovely for some family time. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It's supposed to be miserable the weekend, I think, raining. So who knows? And uh, that is kind of it. Watch more Love Island and football. And mm-hmm. it really feels like the summer when the football's on and Love Island's on at the same time. And you're yeah. kind of switching in between them. The football's <laughs> been pretty exciting. Like there's been some serious matches the last few days, hasn't there? So it's good. Mad stuff Entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Really have you got anyone I, all my guy I had three I was in three different sweeps and I'm out of all of them have you any left Um, I'm Italy in work so I think I might be good there I'm very hopeful of my Italian brethren yeah. that they will do me good yeah, yeah. and no my other one with the family was hungry that's well gone Um, I'm just in one sense I'm kind of torn about Italy because in our family one we've given the bloody dog Italy so <laughs> like if, if Bonnie wins we're in trouble obviously um, but in work if I win I get 50 quid oh, although sweet. I've already promised my team I'd buy them something good so our family <laughs> one is good really. it's like 100 quid or something which would be great but um, yeah, yeah if, if the dog wins it's going to charity so <laughs> but I think we do half the charity half the second place <laughs> so that somebody some somebody gets, benefits so. yeah 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 Yeah, but um, no it's been really interesting and yeah just been planning stuff now the next few weeks is the only thing with all this like outdoor you have to kind of book everything weeks in events and stuff so you're really trying to like plan every weekend yeah. to know what you're doing but we were out there at the yeah. weekend and we had a booking for like a late lunch in Clarny and then we strolled into town afterwards about oh god what time was about seven half six or something and um oh yes. it was chock-a-block so take my word for it if you're planning just to ad hoc to Clarny don't bother like you have to have yeah. a booking somewhere because we must have asked 10 different pubs if it was okay for us to stand or for two people to sit or for whatever and they are just really rigid about it they're like no you have to have a table you have to be sitting down you know there's only so many people allowed mm. whatever like some pubs are kind of gassed they're just kind of using up space outside their door 
there must be some sort of logic for the numbers they're allowed to have or the number of seats they're allowed to have or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, now there was a match on at the time as well. Kerry were playing, so there was a lot of people out for that. But still, like, yeah, just forget about it, I'd say, if, if you're just yeah. planning on going ad hoc. Unless you want to buy a couple of cans and sit on a bench, you know, <laughs> which I'm not sure is, yeah. le- is legal either. But yeah. Yeah, it's it, that's kind of what people are resorting to, right? Now in Cork, a couple of the bigger beer gardens that were closed have reopened so it's kind of taken the pressure off you know but um yeah I don't know like how many rules are being followed and stuff because some people do still seem to be on top of other people and things like that and they don't seem to be doing the whole um the whole taking your details and all that many places oh they do they do that right yeah, like anytime we've gone in anywhere now, they've taken all okay. our details. Mm. Yeah, I was thinking about the other day, it was like the amount of people who now have my telephone number. And I know, like, yeah. you know, it's weird, really. It's really serious about data like, protection. Yeah. Way on the like, next while, yeah. Just don't worry about it. It's just, everyone's just like, go with the flow. It's okay, you can get a different number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, it's lovely. And to have a fabulous time in Galway. Thanks. Of your trip now. One whole night. Can't wait. Time. Yeah, must say thanks to the babysitters as well. James and Anne, thanks very much. <laughs> I'll return the favour, I promise. Um, cool. Okay, well, Fox First Five will be back next week bringing you five things that you need to know. If you're enjoying the podcast, please do tell your friends and family, like and share subscribe whatever you want and um, yeah we love you thanks for listening thanks everybody ciao Thank for you. now have a lovely week bye bye